welcome to the Breaking 90 podcast, where we talk about all things sustainable fat loss. We take people on 90-day journeys to creating fat loss forever. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Breaking 90 podcast. I'm your host, Alex Harriman, here with my co-host, Kelly Sarlo, and we are two of the coaches of Breaking 90 Fitness. Thanks for being here with us, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey, Alex. Hey, how are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Excellent. Um, Excellent. As as you know, we just got back from probably our final camping trip of the season. You know this because you came with us. Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> we uh, we our family loves to camp, and um, we we try to get out many times a year. And this time of year can be tough. But even for the people who are watching this video, you see me outside right now. Um, I I want to be outside as much as I can be outside because it it plays a huge role just on um I'll say my mental health <laughs> like yeah. just just being outside in fresh air and and uh it, it it plays a I just from sitting here working for the day as opposed to being in a dark room working for the day changes my whole outlook on the day so that's that's the reason we we love camping so much you just get um exponentially more hours of outdoor time all packed into one weekend or one week or whatever it is so we uh we had a great camping trip great weather and we got outdoors lots did some hikes did some swimming um gary our little dog got to run wild and free and it was it was freaking awesome that's wonderful and okay so question for you is it harder this time of year because you're back to school with m and dev or is it harder for camping reasons that i should know about harder to go camping yeah you said it's harder yeah. this time of year because of schedule uh it's schedule and weather like you because you only have the weekends now whereas um with with uh my wife's a teacher and, and emerson's a student so they're they're off all summer so we could go on like a wednesday thursday friday and, and like when the weather's good yeah and now it's like you've got the weekends only which is when events happen hockey seasons back up and the weather's starting to get shittier so you you're you're very limited yeah okay that's fair i if thought I you were go, teaching something today no if i wanted to go alone for sure but i don't i don't want to go alone like part of it's being with with, with people that you enjoy being with too right oh thanks <laughs> i'll <welcome>. take that <laughs> um, all right don't do pump your tires too much let's do this I can't. You'll always take me down a peg. True, true. <laughs> what do you um, got? I've got a topic that uh, I'm curious to to get your opinion on. Um, and and I don't really know where it's going to go. So, I, the reason that I started thinking about this topic is because we work with a lot of uh, a lot of young moms, mm-hmm. and. I think that there's a struggle. Um, there's a struggle immediately, immediately postpartum that is is hard to prepare for, and and hard to bounce back from. That a lot of people, a lot of, and it doesn't even need to be women, honestly. Like it could be, it could be anybody who who goes through this stage in your life with, with a new child. Um, but it's, it's something that's really freaking hard to prepare for and you don't know what's coming until you've done it. And it's like this, your, your, your schedule turns upside down. 
your uh, priorities completely reorganize themselves and you're more tired than you've ever been in your life. And mm -hmm. so there's probably more to it than just those three, but those three combined um, basically shake, shake up whatever you had going on more than you can expect heading into it. Um, and any thoughts or questions before, before I kind of start this? Uh, no, I, I would agree with those three massive changes. And I would agree that you're saying you can barely prepare for it. Um, I'll say you can prepare for it on the level that you and whatever chosen partner that you are rearing children with have hopefully um, worked hard to get on a good communication page together. Um, and that you are, you know, again, I'm saying chosen partner that you hopefully respect one another um, and have decided to align on those priorities and decisions that you're making, but you can't prepare for the other things like the fatigue, um, you know, that you're talking about. So, so where do you want to take this? Well, I think the reason, so we see, we see often during, we can start during the pregnancy phase even, but I think during the pregnancy phase, uh, we see women gain a lot of weight because it's, it's part of what you have to do. Like mm -hmm. you're, creating a human right yep. and so you have to gain some weight which is really discouraging and it I think it fucks up a lot of people's mindsets right out of the gate so mm -hmm. you're, you're you're entering this even though everybody knows on a biological level they're gonna have to gain some weight when mm -hmm. they when they get pregnant I think that messes with so many people's minds so it's it's starting yeah. you off in like a negative headspace when it comes to uh body image and your health and fitness True. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think a lot of people in general, because I, I don't just want to say women, we could say people with uterus, we could also say just people, right? Supporting partners. Yeah. There's a lack of education overall to understand just how much you should be gaining for health purposes, right? Like, yes, sure. you should be gaining to grow that human. That's the number one priority. That's your only important job at that point. Um, but there's a misconception as to how much should be gained yeah. and, and what a healthy amount is, right? So people can get into a very like all or nothing mindset yeah. because of that missing piece of information. And that's it right there. So so you can't, it's impossible to say this is how much weight you should gain because everybody right. is different. And, and the leaner somebody is, the more they're going to have to gain because mm. they have to they have to provide home for the baby right? right but if somebody if somebody's already got extra weight they won't have to gain as much but most people start slipping into that all or nothing where it's like oh well frick it and um, i'm not even gonna worry about this right now which is like that that's understandable your, your your main focus is on the baby um but then we start justifying other other choices that that we say I'll, I'll deal with it's similar to that January 1st mentality I'll deal with this after the baby comes and yeah sorry go ahead I was gonna say I've, I've never been pregnant obviously so <laughs> I, it, like there's there are things happening on a biological level though that yeah. are increasing cravings increasing hunger cues um hormonal changes so like some of this isn't just mind over matter that you're mm -hmm. like oh why am I allowing myself to do this? Like there's things happening on a biological level that are making this physically harder for you. But if we contribute to that with the all or nothing thinking, then it starts to, it starts to have that compound effect, right? Yeah, 
For sure. And I think, you know, if we if we start with that, what we'll call missing piece of information about how much is a healthy amount to gain, it isn't a number that we want anyone to fixate on, right? Like that's not the end goal is to figure out, hey, how can I gain this amount of weight to make sure my kid is going to be healthy? We want you to focus on what are you putting into your body and how is it going to maximize the amount of nutrients and resources that that child needs and your body needs to go through these transitions that's what we want you to focus on. And I'll kind of compare it to if someone wants to gain muscle, right? We're not yeah. saying fixate on a number on the scale. We're saying, actually, let's make sure that how you are lifting, what you are lifting is going to contribute to those goals. Don't even, don't even focus on the fact that it has to be five days a week. Yeah. Make sure that what you are doing is the healthy kind of contribution to the end goal, right? So it's not the number itself. It's not the frequency itself. It's what are you giving yourself that's going to to feed into that goal? And I think, I, I, think, I think that's the best way to explain um, how much weight you should gain. You need to make sure you're fueling your body with good quality foods for the child mm -hmm. and for yourself. And you shouldn't be feeling really hungry. Like, right. Like, that's it. You, you you should listen. Your body's going to give you great cues around hunger when you should eat. And if you're doing a good job of eating mostly whole healthy foods like that 80 20 type of split, then you're going to do great. Um, yeah. Is it fair to say, sorry, I interrupted you. No, go ahead. Is it fair to say too, that the same principles apply to like, if you're getting a hunger cue and you're craving A&W, you're craving a cheeseburger, let's say that you could still apply the same principles of like, hey, go fill up on some fruits and vegetables first or eat some fruits and vegetables first and a, and a healthy protein, a pure protein, and then go get the cheeseburger if you really need it at the end or want it at the end. Like, don't deny yourself of all of these things because, again, it's not all or nothing, yeah. but apply the whole foods first yeah. and then yeah. allow yourself to minimize the damage on those cravings. Absolutely. And and I don't think that we should be in the restriction mentality at all during pregnancy. Like I think people should be focusing on on addition. Am I mm -hmm. getting enough whole healthy foods? Am I getting enough fruits, vegetables, protein? Am I getting enough water? Am I exercising and moving my body enough? Yeah. And what is enough is open to interpretation and where you're at in your life. It might be getting a short walk in, it might be doing some stretching, but am I getting enough of that stuff? anything above and beyond that isn't really going to harm me. Like if I have that cheeseburger, but I'm getting all those whole healthy foods, that's not going to harm you. It's when you're like, Oh, well, screw it. I like I'm gaining weight so fast right now. I'm just going to eat chips instead of whole healthy food. That's when it becomes an issue. Yeah. Right. And, and I didn't even want to talk about during pregnancy, really during this, I wanted to talk about how oh. that can set us up for afterwards. Because if we, if we allow ourselves, this is, this is when we normally have clients is, is they've had the child um, and they're either just during the breastfeeding stage or they're done breastfeeding. Um, and, and now they want to get their own health and fitness back. If you've gone through nine months of all or nothing thinking, you've got a hell of a journey. Yeah. Right. And so that's, that's the only reason I really wanted to to start the conversation there is because I wanted you you thinking about that. Um, if you've minimized the damage and made some good choices through the next last nine months, you're going to start, you're going to kick ass starting this journey. And and so either way, you you can do this. It doesn't matter whether you, you went the all or nothing route or you minimize the damage, you absolutely can still do this. Just the way that we approach it has to be a little bit different. Because 
now I believe this, this is so similar to schedule changes and injuries and everything else, but I believe that you come out of this and you're like, okay, it's time for me to take control. And you, tr- so many people try to get back to where they were pre-pregnancy, mm-hmm. back to where they were a year ago. And it's an unrealistic goal when you have less sleep, less time to yourself, your health and fitness is lower on your priority chain. And you're trying to take care of a one month old baby at home. It's not even freaking close to possible unless you have a live-in nanny that does everything for you. And you're like unlimited money, unlimited resources. It's just not going to happen. So we can't set our goals based off of where we were at a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts and you went really fast. So I got to back up and go to, to some other things. (laughs) Um, What you were talking about, I think really comes down to discipline over motivation, right? And you were talking about if this is how you've done things during your pregnancy, this is kind of how you can see things playing out postpartum. You could back it up even further and say, prior to getting pregnant, if you were just doing whatever the F you wanted to, and now you're pregnant, you still at some point have to figure out how to develop that discipline, right? And for some people, the pregnancy becomes the motivation to develop yeah. the, di- the discipline, right? Yeah. And I think it's it's a worthwhile conversation to have that that's not a switch that flips for every every human, right? We all get motivated by different things, whether it's fear, whether it's inspiration, whichever end of the spectrum you want to look at it. At some point, something becomes worthwhile enough that we say, I'm motivated right now to create the discipline I want in order and and keep it right. So you can do that before you get pregnant. You can do that during pregnancy. You can also begin it once, once you're done giving birth kind of situation. There's no wrong time to start. I would just say, start now. (laughs) Yeah, that's just it. It's never too late. Like this, this, this is obviously, um, this episode is more pointed towards those new moms, but we've had people Mm -hmm. start their health and fitness journey when they're 70 years old. Like it, it's, it's now is the right time to start absolutely regardless of where you're at. I love Mm -hmm. that. I love that you pinpointed that. Yeah. And I, I say it too, so that people don't feel shame, I think, because, you know, for many people, it is a beautiful motivation. And I'll say that like you have this eye-opening life-giving literal experience of, oh my God, I have created this human. I want to be well enough to be around to witness its life. And so you start taking your health more seriously, right? For some people that doesn't happen when they're pregnant. It doesn't happen postpartum. It happens when their kids are seven or 21, or having, college. 21 yeah. having their own kids. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, yeah. And there's no, there's no wrong time or no reason to feel shame. If your pregnancy does not stimulate that feeling for, you know, your desire for your own health, whenever it hits you act on it, right? And seize, the, seize the motivation when it comes. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get at when I was saying too, like, if you slipped into all or nothing during pregnancy or didn't, it's okay. You can you can move forward from here. Don't don't punish yourself for something that happened in the past. But the approach has to be different. Yeah, that's it. It's like now is still the right time to start. Mm-hmm. The approach has to be different. Mm-hmm. I'll touch on that after too, but I don't I don't want to cut you off. I know you you had a couple points I wanted to cover. You didn't. I forgot my point now. Oh, so I already cut you off. <laughs> no, I okay. shouldn't. No, no, it wasn't your fault. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So. 
this is where I think the biggest mistakes happen is because people go from an all or nothing thinking where they were basically on, on the opposite side and now they're trying to perfect everything. That's what and, I wanted to touch on. Okay, do you want to go first? Yes, please. Here you go. Because <laughs> I'm older and I can. Um, <laughs> you mentioned <laughs> You mentioned that people want to get back to where they were. That's what I wanted to touch on. And I think it's really wild. And and it's certainly a cultural feed, you know, that you should be pre, pre-baby pre body, whatever it's called. Um, but I think a lot of us get into this mindset of like, well, I want to be spending as much time exercising as I was back when I was in college, right? It's like, I want the body that I had in college. And it's like, hey, but you went to class and went to the gym and that was it. And now, you know, you have a full-time job and a social life and, you know, travel or something. And it's just every time your life changes, your schedule demands a change. We can't constantly be looking back thinking that we should or could be doing the exact same thing we were when it was at its most optimal time, right? Um, it's like saying I want the same amount of me time that I had in my life before I got into a relationship. Like that's yeah. just, that's not how things work. Um, we set those unrealistic expectations and certainly new moms um, end up falling into that that thinking as well. Totally, totally. Um. Yeah, I couldn't agree. With, I couldn't agree more. And and I think the important message is that you the same as everything that we preach. You have to set your action steps in a a logical, manageable sequence. Mm-hmm. And so, regardless of where you've been, what you've achieved in the past, this is a new a new phase in your life, a new you right now. Can you get back to there? Maybe, probably, you probably can. But that's not, you're comparing two different people. Yeah. You pre-pregnancy is a different person than you post-pregnancy. And that's, I think, if you realize that, it's going to help you move forward. I'm not saying you can't get back to that person, but you can't, you can't use the same action plan that that person used. Mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. And the same thing applies to the person who fell into the all or nothing thinking and and kind of let everything slide during pregnancy versus the person who continued to minimize the damage and exercise through pregnancy. That person might be able to progress a little bit further, might be able to take a slightly more aggressive approach coming out. But it it's it it has to be an individual approach. So you you really really need to sit down and look at those bams, those bare ass minimums. And what am I what am I ready willing and able to commit to right now honestly if i'm being a hundred percent honest with myself what am i ready willing and able to commit to from a nutrition standpoint from an exercise standpoint and let's start there and yeah. and it doesn't matter how bare bones how minimal that sounds or seems or feels start there and knock it out of the park before you advance it yeah i okay i kind of want to just slightly change the way this is being said because i am 100 on board with what you're saying and I don't know that people will actually be conscious of what they're doing in their head when they listen to you. Some of them are going to listen to you and be like, oh, that's bad. That's bad that I got to that point. And they're labeling their experience. And some of those people will be sitting there going, okay, this is good. I need change. And what we're trying to say is none of this is good or bad. Change is just change, right? And it's it's not to be labeled. It's not to be judged. It's more of kind of like a radical acceptance of the schedule has changed. Priorities have changed. This is where I'm at now. This is the reality that I am accepting. And what am I going to do about it? It's not good or bad. It's just yep. what you're choosing to do with it. Yep. Yep. That's, that's true. For 
for sure. And and the reason I feel comfortable speaking about some of this is because uh like my my wife and I we had our son. I I, I was with her through all of the, these different stages, but they also affected me. Um, obviously on different levels, but I went into that expecting myself to continue training and eating the exact same way I did before he was born. Okay. Obviously the nine months of pregnancy didn't affect me the way that it affected her, but the day he was born, I was not prepared for what that was going to be like. And I was like, I could handle being tired. I've been tired lots in my life. I'll still train twice a day. I'll still do full meal preps. It didn't freaking happen Mm -hmm. because I didn't honestly prepare for what was and I don't know if you can I don't know if you can like prepare for what that's gonna feel like but you have to be able to pivot and you have to you have to be like okay this is no longer possible or realistic for me so now instead of being like well I'm not training twice a day I might as well stop training like can I fit in a 20 minute workout here and there yeah absolutely knock that out of the park then we can grow from there. Mm. And that's that's the approach that every new parent needs to take because you, you need to stop comparing yourself to who you were and where you were at before pregnancy. Um, I've got no problem with you wanting to get back to a version of that. That's not an issue. We can like we can help you do that. You can you can do that. But you you that's not where you start. And I think that's the biggest mistake that new parents make with their mm. health and fitness journeys is they're trying to start where they left off and that's that's not how that's not how we approach injuries it's not how we approach illness it's not how we approach any type of schedule change um yeah that's great um yeah i think i think we covered what i wanted to cover there it's just it's just conversation i've had with a couple a couple people recently that are are new moms and they're like they're just discouraged with where they're at. And I, I guess I guess some of the key messages here are that like now is the time to start, but start with what is manageable. Yeah. Right? If you can if you can combine those, you're gonna do great. Because we know that anything more than what we're currently doing moves us in the right direction. So figure out what is manageable. If you can fit in a five minute walk, that's kick ass. If you can stretch while the kid's sleeping, that's awesome. If you can get a little bit more fruits and vegetables and protein in your in your diet without turning your whole world upside down, start there. Like, it it doesn't need to be hard. Yeah, I think it, this is a really cool podcast in the sense that there are still many people who don't understand why we talk about productivity kinds of things in terms of health and fitness. Um, because it's like, well, we're just talking about movement or we're just talking about food. Like, why do we, why do I also have to know about, you know, time management? And it's like, because this all needs to somehow fit in to your schedule. This all somehow needs to be planned in some methodical way for success. Right. And if you don't know how to look at a schedule and reprioritize, right. How, how many times have you sent M to school and the school has called and been like, Hey, you need to come get him. He's sick. Right. You have to immediately shuffle everything in your head to reprioritize the day to be in alignment with what is most now most important and shuffle. 
And if we don't know how to do those things and and assign priority and assign sense of urgency to things, then we don't know how to shift. And like you said, we're going to be stuck trying to approach it the exact same way we've always done it and feel angry or disappointed or shame for ourselves that it didn't work. We must not have tried hard enough or wanted it enough. And it's like, that's not it. We need new skills. uh, Have you heard the saying that there's more than one way to skin a cat? Yes. It's so rude. <laughs> I feel like you'd like that one. That one came to mind as you're speaking. Thank you. Um, so something else, just the a, a last note that I wanted to mention too, is that um, depending on who you are and where you're at, this can, this can hit you differently. I believe that all of our priorities are in kind of a ladder sequence and, and we, they, they shift up or down rungs on that ladder and of how important they are at any given moment and that changes how motivated or excited we are to tackle that one in particular thing so say say like our our body composition goal is somewhere on that rung of the ladder um for some people like kelly mentioned earlier having a child creates motivation it bumps it up a priority on your ladder for other people who were who were very into health and fitness before pregnancy it's probably bringing it down a rung on your ladder because the child just bumped it down right and so that's going to also change the way that you feel and the motivation you might feel and that's that's important to realize because you're not always going to feel motivated um but but anytime we think our health and fitness has changed on that ladder our approach needs to change with it we mm-hmm. need to reevaluate what is realistic, what is what you are ready, willing, able to commit to right now and approach it from that mindset. What's the least I could commit to right now to keep moving forward until maybe I move up a rung and I'm super motivated and I want to take on another workout per week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved this episode. Awesome. That's it for me. Cool. Okay, uh, so my, my, um, my, tip trick whatever you want to call it for people is is this is super um relevant to the topic too this is for you guys you new moms who are crazy busy right now is um bento boxes because somebody was talking about somebody was talking to this week was like when i'm at work i never have time to eat my whole lunch because there's people popping in and out of my office um and and i don't actually just get to sit down and like enjoy my lunch for 20 minutes and so I was like, make everything grab and go. Right. And, and like, that's a whole issue in itself with, with what you got going on at work. You need to have your own time, but that, that's not what I'm here to talk about today. And so make everything grab and go, have your veggies washed, chopped and prepped so that they're bite-sized pieces, have your fruit the same, have turkey pepperettes and hard boiled eggs and almonds, have them portioned out like a little bento box so that in every little five minute break you have it's easy to graze on healthy foods healthy foods are not often easy to graze on make them easier to graze on so that you can fit it into whatever situation you have available brilliant i love it cool Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, if you have any follow-up questions or you want to dig deeper into this topic or if you're you're in this situation and you want to you want to brainstorm or bounce ideas back and forth feel free to reach out to us and and have that conversation um wherever you're listening to this 
take a minute for us to rate it, review it, leave a comment so that we we get your feedback and um, share it with a friend. If you have a friend that you think would benefit from this, because that's, we, we, we appreciate you being here and getting us new listeners. And that's the reason we keep doing it. Thank you.